to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. In 2022, meeting planners and incentive program owners continue to grapple with the pandemic and other challenges. I'm Lisa Grimaldi, editor of Incentives and Destinations for North Star Meetings Group. And on this episode of Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals, I discuss these issues with Stephanie Harris, president of the Incentive Research Foundation. She joined us following the IRF's first board meeting of the year, sharing the findings from the 2022 Trends Report and other recent studies by the IRF. The board overall is really focused on supporting the industry. COVID continues to be a challenge for so many planners and for so many uh, incentive program owners. So we're focused on making sure that information's easy for people to find um, as they need it to defend their programs, to expand their programs or change their programs that we're providing up-to-date information. You know, we're just living in this constantly evolving environment. So that's a real challenge for everyone is to keep those fundamentals in sight. And we talked a lot about some of those studies that are the baseline studies that don't really change with time. You know, the, the psychology behind rewards and motivation You have to balance that with what's happening now and in the moment. And then we're really focused on audience expansion and reach. Um, Getting into a disaggregated workforce is creating new challenges for HR professionals, for program owners, and making sure we're getting to all of the people that own programs is a real focus right now. We're starting with focus groups in 2022, uh, both uh, focusing on European buyers and program owners, but also talking to suppliers to understand what they need, where their gaps are relative to their incentive programs. And of course, that's the full spectrum, incentive travel, merchandise, gift cards, et cetera, where the gaps in understanding, what do they need as a community to feel like they can evolve their programs in a really positive way. So we're starting with the baby step of focus groups in 22. We'll learn from that and and expand. But we do have a couple of studies already. The outlook was 50-50 European and North American respondents. And then the Incentive Travel Industry Index, where we partner with SITE and FICP that has a very global respondent base as well. Yeah, speaking of research, um, you have a couple of studies that came out in already in uh, 2022. Um, and most recently was the uh, trends report. I'm curious what the takeaways were from that. It looks like workforce challenges are going to really be affecting uh, programs. Yes, engaging, retaining, attracting this new disaggregated workforce is something that so many people are struggling with. The combination of rewards that's required 
having this robust kind of total compensation package that's competitive and will attract the, the good talent that's out there, but also retain people. And then creating that culture of appreciation across people who are sitting in their homes versus people who are in an office environment where you can pop up an event or, you know, have more um, face-to-face interaction. You have to rethink all of it now. And that is probably the biggest thing on people's minds. So we're doing a couple of workforce-focused studies in 2023 that will really look more deeply at those problems and at some opportunities to address them. Let me ask, is travel still uh, an option? You know, people were a little nervous and they pulled back. Uh, Do you see that happening still or are people a little less risk averse in just saying, we'll plan it and, you know, let the chips fall? Travel is still a huge priority. Travel is still um, the reward that typically comes to the top when you talk to people about non-cash rewards. Um, But there's a lot of complexity in there. So where it is something that organizations have done year after year, they are absolutely still pursuing that. They are planning that. And the communications piece becomes the biggest part of that. One of the things that we're looking at is our destinations changing because of COVID mandates, whether people want a very um, vaccine mandated kind of environment or if people want the opposite of that. Organizations have very different groups of constituencies that they're working to engage and motivate. And so that that's creating some um, shifts in destinations that, that people are, are looking to choose. But it's very much, very much still a priority. And other new issues that, that people are facing with travel, I know uh, hotel availability is one of them. Um, you, you found that in your study as well as um, budgets and pricing because those are all indicated as going up and making it difficult. Yeah, we're seeing program owner budgets go up, but it's, to your point, it's like a necessity so that you can account for increased pricing. And whether that is challenges with hotel availability because the hospitality sector is still challenged to return to 100% workforce, um, or if it is expense from... The, the supply chain challenges that we're seeing and the expense of goods going up, you just naturally have higher cost out there. So it would be great if program owner budgets were increasing and all of that was going to the attendee or to the recipient of the reward. I think in the short term, those budget increases are probably just covering the increased expenses. Now, how about on the merchandise side? Um, gifts continue to be popular? Yes. Strong mix of different kinds of rewards is really important. 
there are still people who are very hesitant and very careful and wanting to primarily stay home. Um, and those individuals, you definitely need to be offering a wider mix of rewards to ensure that they can be rewarded and rewarded in a way that's meaningful to them right now. So we do see that. But again, the supply chain challenges are there and they are very, very real. So it's important to have an organization that really knows and understands what you can and cannot get so that you're not incenting people with a reward that ultimately is, um, you know, sitting on a boat off the coast of California. Right. That's a big challenge right now. Um, Let me ask you, how about, I I know personalization um, continues to be a strong factor uh, that you found in in the trends study. Um, Included in that, are hybrid programs part of it? And are you hearing of incentive firms doing doing more of those? Or were they sort of, you know, out of necessity in the past two years? I think they were more out of necessity in terms of the hybrid programs, but they will continue to be offered by some organizations where there's just that high sensitivity to um, to the mix of, of people who may want to stay home or if you have a bit more of a conservative uh, approach to COVID, then that hybrid option is still going to be there. But we have always said incentives are not a great hybrid experience. They are about people being face-to-face if it's travel. And when I say incentives aren't a great hybrid experience, I truly mean that from the travel perspective. Um, it, It is about that joint experience where people are together in a new place and they are experiencing the culture, the the property, whatever it might be together. That's really difficult to replicate or make a successful hybrid experience. If I'm sitting in my home office or my living room and I'm trying to participate, but I'm watching everyone and people are going to the beach and that's not a terribly motivating experience. When everyone was at home, and we took that budget and we put that budget into a, you know, a big top name performer. And there was an intimate chat after that. And everyone had dinner delivered and you know, chatting with the CEO. That's a group experience. Again, you're all having that same group experience. Um, hybrid is just really difficult to do well from an incentive travel perspective. So I think that was more a solution in the moment. I do think you can create really great um, all, you know, wider reward programs where maybe some people do want to uh, just have merchandise or just have a gift card, whereas other people want to buy into an experience that might be a virtual experience, you know, a cooking class with a master chef, something like that, where there are 25 spots available and That's one of the rewards you offer. Mm -hmm. To your point about personalization and customization, it continues to be about meeting people where they are. And I think that's the new version of personalization. It's not um, 
it's not kind of what it started out to be. It really is more about meeting people where they are now, which I think is so critical. We're all in a different place on kind of the, the COVID spectrum. Good point. <laughs> and, um, your January study uh, once again pointed out that uh, money is not as perceived as desirable a gift as or reward rather um, as merchandise or travel or, you know, meaningful merchandise or travel um, that never gets old. And that it seems like that's still holding even in this time. It's true. It goes back to some of that baseline psychology behind how people feel motivated and special and rewarded. Money goes to bills, money goes to your standard expenses and gets lost. So if you're looking for memorable, if you're looking for emotional attachment, if you're looking for people feeling special, that's where those non-cash rewards continue to really play a very strong role. Um, and, and I think they will. I think that's just their place, um, again, in, in how a total compensation package can work for an organization to, to really retain those high performers. And there was even a breakdown in, in the, I saw in the study of he, hedonic that I never heard that word before, but hedonic um, rewards versus utilitarian rewards. Right. People really, I think in, in an environment where we've been in our houses and restricted on doing the things we love or going to the places that we love, you know, that kind of version of hedonic rewards or, you know, getting that little bit of hedonism into your life where you want to really treat yourself in a very special way. That's yeah, those are, they said exciting and, and special, right? The hedonic, yes. yeah. Yes. So, you know, that's, that's one type of person who really needs that, um, you know, that, that moment, whereas other people feel more rewarded if a utilitarian need is taken care of. And we've got to figure out a way to offer that um, that choice. And that, what would utilitarian be? Like a vacuum, something like yeah, we're, you know, a lot of like um, air fryers, and um, you know the, the the more kind of common household things. And I, you know, the, if there's a brand of pots and pans that you love, but it's a little expensive and you don't feel great about, you know, do I really need to spend the money to get this pan? Um, you can do that inside of a reward program, feel great about it and not have the guilt that's associated with, um, you know, kind of treating yourself. And is that shifting a little bit because every people were stuck at home for a while and it looked like those homebound gifts were, were really in vogue about a year ago. Um, do you see, or even two years ago, do you see a shift more to, towards the, the fun and exciting? Yeah. First yeah. of all, we've been in this for two years. Wow. So we'll, we'll just start there. But yeah, I think it's starting to shift a little bit out of that, especially as we've seen these kind of spans where it starts to feel like we're, we're people are, are getting back to normal, as it were. Um, to the degree that they can. So we're seeing that balance shift a little bit. Um, but but the home the home pieces have been in reward mixes for years and years and years and years. And 
won't always have their place there. But I, I do think um, the explosion of those in the last two years was more of an anomaly. And we'll, we'll see that start to settle back into its standard place in the reward mix. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon.